Welcome to Healthline by Prudence Davis. I believe that a meaningful life is strongly influenced by our mental and physical well-being. My purpose is to inspire and help others to understand the importance of health in their everyday life. Whether it's related to mental pain, stress or physical challenges, it's especially the long-term changes that I find interesting. We'll be looking into how healthy habits and cognitive processes can be implemented in daily routines so you can be thriving and high on your own supply with help from the best experts around the world. Stay healthy, stay tuned. And welcome to this episode of Healthline with Dita, psychologist, psychotherapist, also my therapist. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Dita. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for using your time. I know you're very busy. We'll just start on right with the first question. And yes. it's just to let everyone know that's listening that no question has been prepared. So Dita is talking directly from the heart, from the gut. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And we're going to start off with the first question that's about your purpose and mm. why you have that purpose. It's a big question. It is. It's a difficult one, but I think my purpose is to make people feel seen. Um, and why do I have that purpose? I think because I'm, I haven't always feel seen myself. So feel seen for me is to let people feel that and know that I'm interested, feel accepted, like the opposite of neglected and, yeah, ignored. So I think that's my purpose. Nice. And when did you start to live by your purpose as well because it seems like you yes. have such nice values around your work as well and your private life and your relationships when did the the shift start i think in my maybe in my early 20s i um, my dad died when i was 18 and that was the first time i tried therapy i um, went to a place um, with the other young people who whose parents were dead. Um, uh, and that was the first time I met therapists and psychologists. And, and that was... Um, okay. <laughs> um, and I think that being with those people and just getting the this feeling of being seen and just being okay as i am was very important so i think my journey started then mm. so nice mm. no but um we are also going to today talk about relationships exactly. and how they impact our health our life exactly. all of overall in general um but it's also very interesting for me to hear like Um, both your own journey yes. with your own mental health and relationships, but how did you also dive more into therapy and choose the path you choose mm. with that? 
because I know you have also two different uh, educations. Yes. Yeah. I have a, a Danish master degree in psychology and health promotion. And when I almost finished that one, I I think I was in a like a personal crisis that a lot of young people in that phase are that I was asking myself, what do I do after this? Um, and then I realized that I wanted to work with people one by one. That was there was something about being in contact with people in a more emotional way that I was longing for. So that's why I started on the psychotherapy education. Um, so I think I was 25, 26 when I started. And I was the youngest one there. Um, and that made me very insecure. <laughs> because in my, well, in my, but I think in other people's um, picture of therapists are that they are like very experienced people, older than in their 20s. Um, but I realized from maybe the first times I was there that this was the right place for me. Yeah. When I finished, I was 30 and I have been working with therapy since. Yeah. And what methods do you use in yes. your practice? Yes, I am. A, I work with um, the emotional focus therapy and I am a existential therapist. So I help my clients to get the connection between the senses in their, in their bodies and their emotions and their thoughts. So I'm I'm asking a lot about, so right now, how do you feel inside? So it's right here and right now. Sometimes we talk about the present and the future, but it's very important to get in contact with right here and right now. Um, and I see myself as a therapist that I'm... I'm not an expert in their lives. I don't give them advice and I don't tell them what to do because they know what they want. Or maybe, of course, they usually come because they're confused about this or they are asking for help. But I'm trying to help them find the answer inside themselves. Um, because a lot of people have, well, they have friends and they have family they can talk to. But they almost always have an opinion about that person or they want to give them advice. And what people need is just to uh, be accepted or just to be listened to, just to tell them what's on their mind and a place to be 100% honest. Um, so I'm, what I'm... What is very important for me as well is to create a very secure place where they can open up and feel just accepted. Yeah. Yeah, and I can witness that you're very good at that. So um, it's yeah, very nice to, to hear. Um, another thing mm. I really want to um, ask you about is, we talked about it a little bit before, the relationships we have. Yes. 
the way we are together, the dynamics, uh, the way we communicate. Uh, you also said something really nice about listening. Mm. I feel like I can just see in, in my daily life, my daily conversations, there is a lot of, I'm I'm listening a lot to people, but there's a big need for sharing, for exactly. uh, maybe explaining things yes. that are not so important or so deep. Um, why do you think that is? Why we have this yeah culture need to, yeah, yeah need if, if to yeah yeah well it's a very fundamental it's a very human thing to have this longing for being listened to and to have to be accepted um, but I think that maybe that's what you also um, also see in your life that. There is a very big difference between just hearing and listening. Really listen. You have to like get yourself out of the context and really try to be in the other one's shoes to really listen. Um, and I, I don't know if you agree, but I have been th- observing that in in Denmark in our culture we are not very good at asking questions to each other. So true. Not very good at small talking. The only question people <laughs> then ask when you go to a party is, so where do you work or what is your work? Just asking like personal questions is very um, un- unusual. What is the word? Yeah. It's yeah, uncommon. Yeah. yeah. Uncommon, unusual, yeah. Yeah, for people. Uh, we're not trained in this. So, and I think that that um, maybe it's because that people don't have so many people that really listen to them, that they are really longing for when they meet you or they go to a therapist because um, sometimes it can be, I, I do couples therapy as well, and um what is something that i heard so many times is that and it's usually the woman but it can be the other way around but it's usually the woman that says that says i just want you to listen i don't want you to solve my problems i don't want you to tell me what to do and in one way it's more easy than you think because you just have to be present and you just have to to respond with your uh, empathy and your own feelings when people are talking about themselves. But so many people, they think that if I if you have a problem or is, if something is going on that is difficult in someone's life, then I have to act on it. I have to do something about it. Um, but you don't. You really don't. No, that's so interesting because it also sounds like there is a lot of reaction. We need to do the other uh, opposite, actually. Yes. Uh, uh, react list, you know, rest, yes. digest all of these impulses from our phones, from everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Be in silence also and really listen. Um, mm. How big of a impact does our um relationship to other people mm. have on our health both physically mentally huge yeah mm. 
because we can see that you know the especially for the mental health uh, the skills mm. right now that they are yes. booming with bad mental health yes right now and we have uh, never been more resourceful but still exactly our men- mental leg is hacking meaning is lacking yes um how important is it for it our is life the quality? most important thing yeah relationships having good having um uh, relationships where you feel um supported accepted loved is the most important factor to a healthy life and that's due to the mental but also the physical health um and the other way around if you live in a toxic not good relationship with a lot of conflicts um that is that has the opposite effect right that you um are more likely to have anxiety depression and all of that um but it's very important to say that it's not the quantity it's not how many friends you have or the amount of family members but it's the quality of those relationships um so it it is a very very important thing in our lives that we need to to keep on not protecting but what is the word nourishing yes nourishing exactly yeah. mm-hmm. um yes how do we and that's also a big question how do we get how we better do that? yeah yes. because uh, i feel like there's so much pressure on us mm. as and we really want to be really good and you know yeah on all parameters but how do we get better and deeper in our connections with other people mm. not only our close friends but also in society on the biking lake where yes. there is sometimes also you know it it's you know connecting with our community but also how our relationships how can we get better at that yes it's a good question and i i don't have the the one good answer to that but i think that we need to start with being open and honest about ourselves to get closer to another person we have to connect to our own feelings emotions and to open up to people because when people open up and that is in friendships and rom- romantic relationships you uh, you know that you get this feeling that i mean some something to that person and um that i'm just i'm just uh, or i'm important and um and you need so we can't fix other people we can't say what they should do but we can start with ourselves try to be open and that when you're open about yourself uh usually what what um what is the effect is that the other one can feel safe about sharing as well but what i also think if we look broader <laughs> in our community and our neighbors and friends or people we meet in the street and we need to it's double bind or i don't know if that's the right word but 
at one time we need to have focus on ourselves, being open about ourselves. And on the other hand, we need to let a little bit go on the focus on ourselves. We live in a very individualistic culture where we have a very big focus on, and I think that is a good thing. Also, uh, but we have a very big focus on self-care, self-love, and that is good. But I think we need to have a focus on how we can take care of other people. But we are so stressed, we are so busy in our own lives, so we need to take care of our own small family around ourselves. And everyone does that, right? So we don't have the the um, the resources to uh, to do something extra for someone else. But um, but I'm sure if you can think about a situation where you felt that somebody, when you really needed one, and the person was there, and or you were just you were in a crisis or something happened, you were sick or and someone helped you, that meant a lot to you, right? Uh, well, that is obvious, but but we what we also need to focus on is that it gives you a very good feeling yourself to help someone else, to be there for someone else. To uh, When you get the feeling that the person that is sitting in front of you really felt listened to, that you could be some someone for them. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think we need to focus on a little bit on how we can be a little bit more for other people. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does really also more in a relational focused way, not only our work, because I think yes. a lot of people can recognize that we need to you know, live out our dreams and life and professionally. And then there is a lot of focus on that. But then maybe the batteries are empty when we come home because exactly. we've been there for everyone else. So maybe also the focus that can actually bring value to our and energy into our lives and yeah, system. Yeah, and I think yeah. that the the focus on all the self-care and self-love, you need to f- fill up yourself and fulfill your own dreams and all of this is a symptom of this individualistic society or culture because when other people are busy doing that as well no one take care takes care of you so if we just could try to do a little bit extra in the relationship of just the the neighborhood around us the the people around us um i think that will benefit we will benefit all of us from that yeah and also i think with the individualistic part also being very mindful around that you know also having a purpose for the self-care and the self-love is it you know the five minute meditation is it that you can be more present with the things you're doing with the people you're around or you know as you say with the yeah the self-care also you know that there is a purpose behind so it's not just I don't know because it's a mm. trend or it looks good, you know, but because there is a meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually have something to give. I think that's very nice because uh, we all, I think, are going to go through crisis. Grief exactly. is a big price we pay for love. Um, 
one thing I also really noticed when you also shared the the death with your father as well was um, your seeking for help yes. yourself. Did you feel that uh, people around you could uh, carry the things you were experiencing since you reach no. out? No. Since I've reached out, yes, but I think what happened back then, I was only 18, 18, and I went to high school, gymnasium, um, and I remembered I came back. When he died, I stayed home for one week, and then I went back to school, and Um, there was a teacher at the place that helped me um, tell my class about it. But I remember I said, but they need to act normal about me. So what they did was not saying anything about it. And I felt invisible because I felt that when this happened, that people could see that I was different. Like if I lost an arm or I had a different color hair or I felt that it was obvious that something happened to me and nobody talked about it or asked me. Um, and of course it's young people, but I think back then now it's almost, it's 17 years ago, so it's a long time ago, right? So a lot ha has happened since then it's not it's, it's no longer a taboo um as it was but um but i was longing for people that um i was talking i was longing for just talking freely about how i was feeling and meeting someone or people other young people that has been through the same as me Um, because it was it was horrible coming back to school and just uh, people just living living the life like nothing happened, and of course it didn't happen for them, but for me it changed my whole world. Yeah, yeah, it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, of course, um, it's also the way, right? We uh, can carry a uh, mm. crisis with each other and uh, support each other. But I still think that there is a um, a heart, you know, it, it, it's hard for people to get into. And as you say, I also think about the helping. Oh, is there anything, you know, can we fix this? Like, how can we, be, how do you think we can be better to be together with the heart emotions also? Mm. Not just, you know. Yeah acknowledging and then you know life goes on but how can we um yeah i was about to say room but like how can mm. we uh, also Maintain, no, yeah contain yeah contain yeah other people's uh, grief and feelings without going into it yeah. but like uh, and that the thing is that to be able to do that to contain other people's grief and being able to talk about difficult things you need to being in contact with your own grief and your own emotions and difficult things. If you are a person that tried to neglect and 
hold back your emotions, it's not possible for you to meet like one on one or to meet. Um, yeah, understand. Like it's not. To, yeah, leave at it. Yeah. What is the word? Uh, leave at it. It is now. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, head, head. I was about to say head to head. No, but just yeah. Yeah. On a yeah. On same level. Yeah, on same level. Yeah. On same level. Um, so, um, I think there is a difference in the generations. I think our parents and their parents were not able to talk about their emotions as we do um so what is important is is again as i said before uh try to put away your advice your wanting to fix um and just be there um and what i think because of course this is a lot what I do when I work because I have to like contain with the other with the other person with my client and my job is also because maybe the client maybe it's overwhelming for the client as well so I have to contain for them as well I have to let them not only see but feel that it's perfectly okay that you feel this it's perfectly normal and um it's okay and when you when you let yourself just feel your emotions then what happens is that it like a wave it comes up and then it goes down again and then you can um yeah regulate yourself yes, in exactly. nervous system yeah you can yeah. regulate yourself and you come down and you can comfort yourself it's like it's like small children when they are very angry about whatever and being very unfair because they're just small children that want something. If you just validate, if you just meet them like on the same same level and say you really wanted that or if that makes you sad, then they can relax. If you're trying to explain to them why they shouldn't feel this then they will keep on trying or they will keep on or getting more mad or more sad. But if you validate and you just hear them, then they calm down. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does totally make sense. Also because I, I see also we live just close by kindergarten mm. and I always sometimes the window is open and I can hear parents being like, no, no, come along, and I understand why children, you know, get sad. Of course, it's not nice to, you know, be left eight a.m. in the morning and exactly. you know, yeah, tired. So, but why is it that it's so hard for us to um, contain also pain as a, what are emotions that are not positive or, you know, it it seems like there is no. Because, yeah. space for us to be humans in a way yeah. yeah because it's uncomfortable because you know that the negative emotions are more more uncomfortable than the good ones good ones positive ones but and we have more negative emotions because it's if we didn't have these emotions we couldn't survive we need to go away from that it's like a signal of something is you need to be aware of something something is not good for you 
But um, but as a mother, I see myself that the more calm, the more uh, less stressed, less busy I am, the more I can contain of this blah, these crazy emotions sometimes that children have. Um, so I think it has to do with our busyness and stress and um but i think a lot has happened since we were children yes and the generation before because we we don't i see parents in in my generation they don't just lock down children as much as we were we were sent to the room right or something like that when we were angry or unfair um yeah a lot of yeah isolating in a way but i i can see also the thing you said about over explaining why mm. is this happening this is going to happen if we don't go to the grocery then we can you know that's also too much exactly so it's about finding the balance so yeah yeah and yeah. children and but this is for children but for people as well when we talk the language of emotions We don't connect to the head. We need to connect to the to the heart, to the body. So I do that um, in therapy. I'm very much aware of how I use my voice. When I talk like this, I talk to the head. But when I talk soft and with a lower voice, then I connect to the emotions, to the emotions. Um so talking to the head and explaining and trying to find the logic with children, that doesn't make them calm. Not at all. Does it make sense? Yeah, totally. How do you also with uh, adults, how yeah. do you think it's best to um be empathetic but also like uh, yeah, get people to maybe feel like they are listened to and accepted as well. Mm. They they feel that if you feel the intention in yourself, intention about I I'm accepting and I want to make this person feel secure, loved. Um, so it's, it's from heart to heart. So it's there is not um, some words you can use because this is so much more than what comes out of your mouth it's the look in your eye and your body language and the tone in your voice right yeah so it's it's so much more than just saying the right things or yeah no but it's it how when did you start mm. with this practice also i think it's also a big reason why you're so good at what you're doing but like i would call it like human musicology that you have a good way of tuning into people mm. in a way when did you start that and i, I learned yeah. that in this psychotherapy school but i think doing um a very big difference between being a psychologist going to the university and the psychotherapy school is that at the psychotherapy school you need to go to therapy yourself a lot sorry yeah it's okay <coughs> cough it out <coughs> there we go mm-hmm. 
Skyller den ned. Den klipper det ud. So, you need to go to therapy yourself. Um, so I think it starts with um, a, a connection to yourself um, and a, an acceptance. Uh, is that the right way to say it? To to accept yourself and to um, to know yourself really good. Um, so it it's it's not like a technique. It's something that has to come within. Um, but of course, it's it's also training and training and training because when you are at the psychotherapy school you you go through um, you are presented uh, f- for uh, many themes so you need to always get back in your own life and see how is that for me what have I learned or what have I experienced about this so you know the all the Um, perspectives of life in a way and that means that you can meet people in the same level instead of thinking I have to be something I have to know more than you I have to be better at life I have to be better do you know what I mean you're meeting people on a deeper level in a way because yeah. you are Yeah, you you can understand that we all just humans. And exactly, yeah. and I'm a human being. So, mm. um, so all also negative things. Or when we do something that could be go- called a bad behavior, when we do something that is shameful, that I can connect to this. Maybe I haven't I haven't tried exactly the same, but I know this feeling. I did something shameful myself in my life, so I know how it feels. And that is back to this the ability to containing the emotions. Um, yeah. No, but it does it, it make sense. Yeah, totally. Because it, for me also, what I hear is that um, the relationship we have with ourselves and the depth we can go with ourselves exactly. is also the depth we can go with other people. So Good said. Mm. If we, yeah, we need to work on ourselves and our own uh, things also and yes. be accepting, of course. Yeah. Um, and the way we talk to ourselves as well. Exactly, yeah. our inner voice. Our inner voice. How does that affect us also? Because as you say, maybe in we didn't reach a deadline or we did something wrong or we dropped something and we say, ah, you know, yeah. how does that affect our mental health as well? In a very bad way. And it's, so this critical voice, <clears throat> this critical voice that a lot of people, a lot of us have, um, it can be, You know, it's on it's on a scale, or some people have a very very hard critical voice saying, "You're not good enough. Why did you do this? Or you can't eat that. You look horrible." A very 
critical voice, right? But I think all of us has all of us have a voice saying something when we did something bad. And that's a good thing as well because it's a it's a good thing to have like this inner compass. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that, the that word? makes totally sense. Yeah. That we need to be able to have to feel shame as well. But um some of my clients have a very hard critical inner voice that comes up and that keeps them from actually living the life they want uh, because they're so hard on on themselves and it's maybe they don't do what they really want because the voice is saying you can't do that you know wise enough you are not brave enough you don't look so good blah 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 um so what i do with with that voice with the clients is to look on where does it come from when did it start because for many of us it's a voice that is not ours it's from someone else uh, maybe from a parent or a teacher or someone but maybe also a voice that started because something happened to us um it could be a situation where something really messed up or like a exam or a show or something you did that didn't go well um and then we try to um to talk to this voice first of all to split it up so there is a the critical voice and the other part of you that receives this critique all these bad things right so we we split them up so it's not the whole part of you it's a part of you um and then we try to find out when did it start and and uh, what does it say also what does it say and and when does it say this uh and then trying to find out why why do you think the inner voice does this and typically it's because it's trying to protect us um is trying to protect us from failing from feeling shame um but the problem is that it holds back it holds us back f- so we we don't do what we really want in our life and it's so draining is that the word yeah Draining, draining. Yeah, because you're procrastinating your future all the time and yeah. waiting for life, but it, life exactly. is right now, and you can't wait until you are happy when you achieved blah blah blah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so much energy you spend on, like having this inner voice, right? So it's so it's so difficult to have this very critical inner voice. Um. I don't think it's possible to just to not have it at all. But what I'm trying to do with my clients is to make it smaller. 
and make the other part of the person that is receiving this, make it bigger, bigger than the other one. So that part can take control. Yeah. Makes so much sense. I feel like I have hundred questions more to you, but but uh, yeah, but we I think we um, really uh, went into some nice uh, topics, big topic topics, and mm-hmm. you explained them all so well to us. But just in general, that mm-hmm. yeah, we have to listen more to our bodies, to the people around us, uh, to get deeper connections, and also. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something you have already given us so much, but is there something you want people to to maybe take home or, you know, um, one, I know it's very hard, but mm. just one thing that can help us connect more to other people mm. so we can. Because it was a very good sum up you just did. So the first thing I was thinking about was trying to ask more questions to people. Try to get in contact with your own, um, um, your own call, your own. No, what uh, is the word? What yeah. is the, yeah, curious, curious, being curiosity, more curious. yeah, curiosity, yeah. yeah. Be, get yeah. in contact with your own curiosity. So, b- being interested in people, asking them questions, so they really feel seen and, uh. Because it's uh, it's a it's a very nice way to build up relationships and to get closer to other people. So we need to train that. <laughs> we need to train that more. Um, and questions like, so what are you thinking about this moment in your life? Instead of asking, so where do you work? That's more interesting. It it there is uh, more interesting answers than just the title or then blah blah blah. But so what do you think about at the moment? Um, do you dream of something in your life at the moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's already a lot. Thank you so much, Didi, for using your time. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for sharing all your thoughts and all your knowledge. Very grateful. Where can we find you if you want to reach you? On Instagram. Yes. Um, you have such a nice profile and you share. I'm like, feel like it's so, you know, that's one thing. You're really sh- sharing something that's valuable to other people. And I think that's so rare in the whole so me vortex space. So, uh, yeah, Instagram so is much. really nice. I know nothing about Instagram. So if you have any good advice or something that is interesting for people to know about please let me know because I'm I'm an amateur really <laughs> um, but I have a profile in there um, yeah nice thank you so much Tide. having routines that support me in my sometimes very busy everyday life is um, very crucial and I think health should be easy it should be something that's convenient as well and I think that pure greens have such a nice intention around that they uh, started many years ago 
at uh, I visited them first time at Frederiksberg because I needed uh, something easy. I was um, also doing meals at home, but uh, I also need something on the go. I had always like a, a class that I I teach at that time, and I could never uh, make myself lunch or anything. So I always popped by there, and they always had my you know, uh, celery, green juices, uh, and matcha as well. So that was a big help for me. Uh, and still is now I'm able to use their freshly uh, pressed green juices when I go to events and then host my Pilates and meditation events. And it's it's so nice because everything is fresh and it's you know, you're also tapping into a community of like-minded people that loves to help people stay motivated in their healthy routines as well. So um, the salads they made are uh, also selected and uh, the tastes are mixed together um, by a, um, a gourmet uh, chef. So the tastes, it's not just a salad, it's like a whole taste experience as well. So... I really love to go there and and get inspired, especially by their juices. And uh, I'm a big fan of their salad called Mexicali as well, because it's just, I've just been to Mexico and it takes you into a nice, like comforting food, but it's still super healthy. The ingredients are also selected very carefully um, together with the taste, the dressings. Uh, as well are not like filled with a lot of processed ingredients. It's very clean and very helpful in uh, a busy day life. And the owners behind are also very amazing, uh, heartwarming people who has a, a very nice purpose around helping people and making health um, easy as well. So Pure Greens, thank you so much for trusting in me, but also um, sponsoring this episode. Thank you for that.